Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Usually, I'm not white enough for white roles because nowadays it's a lot of things diverse, which is great. But the thing is, like, they want blue eyes or, you know, light hair or straight hair, whatever. Quote, unquote, all-American. Exactly. Which I don't really fit into. Yeah. And then I'm definitely not Hispanic enough looking. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But then cab drivers think I'm Muslim. They think they look at me, they know I'm Arabic. You know what I mean? So it's actually like that. So I asked him. Do you get people speaking to you in Arabic a lot, like assuming that you can hang with them? Not speaking to me directly just because we're in America. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly of like, like, hey, brother, what's up? Eita Brasil, tá comigo? New York, I know you have it. Yeah. Humans, what's going on? Welcome back to the first quarantine episode of La Mezcla. My name is Adrian Burke or Adrian Burke, the creator and host of the show. Uh, This episode was recorded pre uh, the collapse of society, uh, and it's just taken me a long ass time to put it out because life is crazy and um, uh, putting together a podcast that very few people listen to has felt tough to do. But I hope you're all, I hope you're all doing okay. I hope the people in your life are, are safe and healthy. I really. I really don't have I really don't have anything to say. This shit is wild. This shit is really wild and I really um I'm pulling for you guys and I hope that you're I hope that you're okay and I I want to I want to I want to um, put this thing out consistently so that at least there's like an hour of uh content to distract us all from uh from everything that's going on. So uh without further ado, let's get into this week's guest. My guest this week is the uh, super, super dope Sean Church Gonzalez. Uh, Sean is uh, an Ecuadorian slash Irish slash Lebanese uh, actor and director based in New York City, uh, born and raised in Astoria. Uh, We had a really great conversation about his come up, about growing up uh, super, super mixed in an incredibly diverse neighborhood, uh, about navigating several layers of identity. Uh, about developing his his taste and his voice as an actor and a director, uh, and about the uh, about the hustle in New York City. This is a great, uh, really like fun. I really really enjoyed talking to Sean. It was a really really fun conversation, and I think you're all gonna really like it. So, uh, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Sean Church Gonzalez. Yeah, <clears throat> words, words, words. Cut a hole in the thirds, thirds, thirds. No. What was that? Bo Burnham. You know the oh, words, I do like words, Bo Burnham, words. but I I could not quote his bits if oh. you asked me to. Well, I I felt kind of proud because I li- I watched his stand up on like Xbox 360 Live when it was a uh, Zoom. Remember that shit? No. Zoom points. All right. Well, what the fuck are you talking maybe, about? Maybe I'm old. Zoon points? Like do you remember Zoom? that? I remember the Zoom the Zoom was like an alternative iPod. It was right? also an app on Xbox 360. Did not know. You that. could like buy points and then buy stand up half hour things. And I bought Ball Burnham's back when he was like 17 what years old. What year is this? Oh, fucking remember. Oh seven eight. So like way pre Netflix, or maybe when Netflix oh. was just selling DVDs. Yes, definitely back then. Super weird. Was Zoom a Microsoft thing? Did Microsoft own them? 
I have no idea. If you it know, was on Xbox, then it could easily not be called Zune, and I'm in my memory thinking it is. Okay. Well, if any I'm nerds are listening certain. to this, we're recording. By the way, if any nerds hey, fuck yeah, okay. are listening to this, uh, they can they can fact check that. Uh, so, hi, Shot. Thank you so much What's for up? coming in today. Thank uh, you for having me. Man. Thank you for being on La Mescla. Welcome. Uh, and so, let's just start it the way I start them all. Just. Um, uh, introduce yourself to my mom's friends. Tell us your uh, your mix and like where you're from and where your parents are from. Totally. Uh, my name is Sean Church Gonzalez. Um, my mother is 100% born and raised in Ecuador, and my father is Irish and Lebanese. Okay. So I've... Uh, um, my whole life wanted to meet someone who has my mix, and never have I done That's, it. Well, my fir- this isn't exactly the it's, but it's very close. My very first guest on this show, shout outs way back when when I was recording in my bedroom. Shout outs to Alex Nader, who will almost definitely not listen to this. Uh, she moved to L.A. R.I.P. Uh, but she <laughs> she is a uh, half Venezuelan, half Lebanese. Oh wow! So, Holy like, shit! Very very close. Wow! Yeah, I'd like to see a picture of her. Later, obviously, but because just because <laughs> you want me to, want me to pull it up right I now. Just have like a one minute pause in the podcast while you search. I wouldn't mind it. Just because I don't know. Recently, I've been. I get maybe more my whole life. Just kind of wanted to always study accents and like f- facial features of people from different places. Just because I grew up in Queens, I grew up in Astoria, mm. so it was very diverse. And yeah, I actually got made fun of in school being the quote-unquote white boy because I was so fair-skinned. Right. But there would be, like, Italians calling me that because they're, like, tan. And, and lots Sicilian. of Greeks, right? It's a very Greek neighborhood. Yeah, and they can get tan, too. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was, like, super pale. Not that I'm any different now. Wow. But, I mean, it was, like, interesting like that. And then I went to purchase college, and then I got, like, criticized for being the the white male. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? It's, <laughs> like, crazy. And then I'd tell them I'm Hispanic. And they're like, oh, and then they'd back off. And I'm like, this is so weird. So it was like, um, I remember, like, listening to one of your podcasts, and you were saying how hey, thank you growing for up. <laughs> you said how growing up you didn't feel like you fit into the white kids because you were Peruvian, but then later realized you were just white. But, like, when I saw a picture of you, I could instantly tell you weren't fully white. That's, just, you are the first. <laughs> well, just because you have, like, certain features that aren't Irish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. But so, I, I, it's rare. You are, like, one of very few who looks at me and is like, there's something going on there. Well, that's, that's not what I said. <laughs> Like, hey, well, what's up here? Something's wrong. Excuse me. <laughs> no, but that's just something that I've, it's always made me curious, which is why I'm like curious to see what your friend would look like and see the features and stuff. You know, great. We'll do a we'll do a whole we'll do a whole uh, photo. <laughs> like, guess the where end. they're from. So how did your how did your parents meet? Um, they both grew up. Well, again, my mother grew up in a, in Ecuador, and then came over here when she was, I think, a teenager, mm-hmm. something like that. So obviously, half grew up in Ecuador, half grew up in New York City. Um, and my father grew up in, in America, so, and in New York. Like, from New York, born and bred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they met in, like, school. And then, I mean, I, you know what? I really don't know, because they're split up, and mm-hmm. they I, they I don't really talk. If they do, it's always negative. Sure, 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 sure. It, it's <laughs> kind of the things of, like, my father lives across the street from me, and mm-hmm. my mother raised me as a single mom. So like was, I'd always bump into him. Wow! I was like, "Tell your mother this shit." Or, tell your father this shit. That shit sounds like, like a. Is that your phone? 
Oh my god, yeah. This the is hell? the most unprofessional thing that's ever dude, happened on this podcast. I've I literally I, I will I will have you stricken from the record. Dude, I put this on silent. I also I want I want you and everybody listening to know that I'm hundred percent not editing this out. That's fine. Oh <laughs> that's why. This is my temp agency and I have her on emergency fucking you know what I'm saying? Over yeah. Do you need to take it? Uh, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Oh I'll no, it's it. gone, it's gone. It's gone. Okay, great. I already missed it. They don't need you. <laughs> we just ruined your bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I could have gotten approached for a great. Ser- seriously, here. do you need to call them back? It's fine. Do it if it'll give you peace of mind. Do it. All right, fine. I appreciate that. Great. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm definitely. Uh, th- there's definitely not going to be a cut here. Go ahead. We didn't just take a break. All right. There was no break. <laughs> there was no break in the recording. I just got a call that my check might be late. Because the temp place ah, is the story like of our lives. Not gonna approve my hours, which is like three hours. Three hours. Yeah, like working a Delta event at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a terrifying window into real life for a, for a moment. <laughs> for actors. Start so let's uh, let's jump back into uh, growing up in Astoria. Talk mm-hmm. to me about like like young like middle schoolish years. Like, what kind of crew are you running with? Like, what what's the what's the household like? Are you being like raised very much in the Latin culture, or is the Lebanese culture coming in at all? Actually, so when it comes to so there's like so many answers to that. Um, growing up in Astoria, my whole block was all Arabic and occasionally Hispanic. Um, my father very much identifies as a white man, like completely. Mm. Kind of like denies he's Lebanese at all, and is like I'm an Irishman, like completely. Got it. So, um, and like you know, if I bring it up, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got you. Guess we like look it or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. that kind of thing. Um, mostly again raised by my mom, um, completely Latino uh, upbringing. But um, what's funny is that because of my abuelita is why I know Spanish, but. I also didn't see her too often to where I was fluent as a kid and then mm. forgot a lot of it as I got older. Yeah. And my mom, because she grew up here, her English is very good, almost perfect, just mm-hmm. about. And so it was an English-speaking household, but would go back and forth. Right. Only when Abuelita was around. Exactly. Or well, or we were over there. And only recently, like a few months ago, I'm like, hey, this is kind of horseshit because all of my entire friend group now, at least from high school, is in some way Hispanic. Mm. And a lot of all of them, well, not all of them, but 90% of them know better Spanish than me at the time. So I'm like, this, I, I can't have this. this yeah, is it's weird how that happens. But the thing is, because I was when I was younger, I just started watching, like, Manarca. I don't know if you've heard of that TV show. The Is that the one about the tequileros? It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's a, the Netflix original. The, the, Me- the Mexican show. I watched that whole thing. I love I watched that, that whole show. show. Isn't it amazing? It's great. It's so good. So it's like, it's like, it, it's one step up from a novella, like, much, it's just, yeah. it's a little bit better than a novella, but still just as trashy in, like, certain ways. A little, uh, just, just the English-speaking husband bothers the shit out of Yeah, that storyline is terrible. That storyline so is annoying. terrible. But, yeah, so watching that show, I'm literally just becoming better and better at Spanish just from watching that show. This is what my mom said to me my whole life. I mean, Spanish was my first language because mm-hmm. uh, both my – even my, though my dad was a white dude, he spoke fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I grew up speaking it and then slowly lost it over time. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to assimilate and went to English-speaking school, whatever I wanted to fit in. Uh, and in the times when I wanted to like practice my Spanish and get it back, my mom was always like, watch a novella, mm-hmm. like watch TV in Spanish, put on subtitles, like immerse yourself in it. That'll be the best way to get it back. Yep, that's exactly. And the thing is, as I said to you in the elevator, um, my job, my survival gig is I work at a funeral home and I had to go to the Peruvian consulate. 
and yes, let's I, unpack that. Let's talk about that <laughs> real quick. Your main his main survival job, ladies and gentlemen, is working at a funeral home. Right, what listen, what does that do to, to your to your to your mental? Okay, the reason that I got that job was that my mother dated my boss before he was my boss. Okay, I, this was her boyfriend. Got when it. I was seven, eight. I don't remember. Maybe six. Okay. And uh, she dated him for almost 10 years. They mostly had more like eight years. And um, due to the conflict between my parents, they always, like, talked a lot of shit about each other. So I never really knew who to believe. So I kind of just didn't really look up to either of them. Yeah. I just wanted, which is why uh, a big reason why I got so immersed in film and movies because this was, this was something that wouldn't betray me, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, Damn. I, well, <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, the thing is, another thing is, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the whole appearance thing. Like back then, I was always like, there are no. You can ask anyone who I knew back then. I always complained about there was no heartthrob actors who had like an Arabic nose like me and brown eyes at the same time. Mm. Literally zero. Was that always I, the goal to be a heartthrob actor? I mean, I wanted to at the time, but then I'm like, I guess didn't there's we all? Al didn't Pacino, we all? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like shit like that, and then. If I watch um, like old movies I used to watch now, I realize I literally act like these fucking characters, and I act like my boss because he was essentially my father figure back then. Mm. Then they broke up, and then years later we kept in contact. I'm like, hey, yeah, I, need a job. I mean, I feel I was also raised by a single mom. I feel you on the whole like finding father figures and yep. weird random places that don't necessarily serve you well several years down the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man, uh, so are you already like acting as a kid? Are you already into that world? I was emotionally into it. Um, when what I was, does that mean? Well, like six years old, I wanted to be an actor. Okay, um, wow. Yeah, because I, I, I remember this very clearly, which is weird. I was watching Jurassic Park 3, and I'm like, why, are they, why aren't they eating food? Aren't they hungry? Why aren't they taking a nap? It's been days, right? <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. This is a movie? They're pretend. Dude, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So then I watched all the bonus features and just like completely studied this shit and like watched it over and over again. And um, decided I just wanted to be an actor, writer, or director in some way. I wanted to be immersed or a singer, but then I can't sing. Mm-hmm, so um, mm-hmm. just like completely immersed. And then my mom tells me now that she didn't let me try to go out and act in case I had success. Didn't want to have to argue with my father about the money. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, what the? Wow, Who doesn't go diabolical. for something because they don't want to be famous? <laughs> what the that's diabolical. Yeah, so it's like, that's fine. Whatever. I think the, the I haven't talked to very many people on the show. I'm sure there are people on the show who, who did have parents who were separated. But I th- feel like that adds an extra, in terms of like mixedness, that adds an extra layer to it. Because yes, it's uh, you're culturally mixed between the two of them. But the fact that you were with them separately, almost like, I don't have a good word for it, but it almost like it deepens that divide. I mean, I guess that's my question. Does it feel like it deepens that divide or is, uh, what's, the, what's the deal with that is my hard-hitting journalistic question. <laughs> what's the deal with that? Well, I mean, again, there, there are a bunch of different things that would, as you said very well, deepen the divide. Um, because, again, my father very much identifies as a white dude, um, wasn't the most sensitive about non-white people. Mm. So, like, speaking Spanish, she, like, make, makes fun of that or makes a lot of, I don't want to say racist comments, but racially mm. insensitive comments, sure, especially sure, sure, sure. towards me being yes. Ecuadorian. Yeah. And then, of course, my mother, due to my skin tone, saying uh, saying shit about me, about looking white or, or even looking Arabic, because she'll tell me how I walk into the courtyard and she's like, who's that mm. Middle Eastern dude? She literally wouldn't recognize me sometimes because wow. she said I look like 
I'm more Arabic than anything. And then I come in and just like, holy shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of that stuff or, you know, again, mostly just comments about me being the other one. Or yeah. like, you're, uh, what is it? Like, uh, you're not your fucking mother or, you know, you're not your father. Stop it. Or don't do that. You're like a father. Like, you know. Yeah, yeesh. So it's stuff like that. Again, and not that I was, I, I, you know, I love the way I was growing up and I love my life. I'm not saying that I was. Of course. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but the, the, the whole point of the show is just to, just to talk about it. We're yeah. not making judgments on it or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so it does deepen the divide a little bit. But now, I mean, honestly, I'm grateful for every every freaking thing that's happened in my life because I think it's served me to be who I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm fucking great, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no, of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, so how about like uh, how about like high school years? What kind of high school did you go to? You're still in Astoria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my high school, I don't know if you've heard of it, the Academy for Careers in Television and Film. Me, I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah. In Long Island City, right on Gentry Park. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two years, we were in like a basement in like shitty Long Island City. Yeah. And like kids. the Academy for Careers in Television and Careers in Television and Film. So, yeah. you, so eventually, your mom was like, "Yeah, go do the the creative thing." Well, so that's that's an interesting thing because I went there and they didn't have an acting cohort or acting anything. But obviously they needed actors, so they would just pull students from anywhere. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I actually like doing this. So, um, But because they didn't have that cohort, my study was directing. So I studied directing in film school. Over Got there. it. And then wow. I, when I entered... Um, was this a, a private school? No, public school. Public school, school. wow. Yeah. That you, you just needed to show that you were interested yeah. in it, you know. Um, and then when I went to college, I studied theater and performance. And uh, for, as a freshman, my, my mom called me. She's like, so what do you want to do you know, with your life? I'm like... <laughs> The same shit. What? <laughs> what kind of question is it? Yeah, it just kind of so, doesn't compute. I mean, it's okay. I got know. I got uh, lucky that my mom is into it. I mean, the only reason I I ever wanted to be an actor is because my mom physically forced me to take a class. Phys- really? I, I've told that story I think once or twice on this show. But she in the fifth grade physically forced me to take an acting class. Like pushed you into the uh, room? against my will. Like dragged me to a class. Wow, and she actually knew what <laughs> yeah, was right, man. She she just she was looking for something. It was like single. Oh, was she the I, the way I've put it before is like she was a dancer when she when she moved here. She moved here when she was like twenty twenty one, and she moved here for many other reasons. But so among them, uh, studying dance in New York and and trying to get into that world. Uh, and so I think she always wanted me to take dance classes, but knew that I was n- never going to do that. So she settled for acting, and it stuck. Interesting. Wow, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. That's cool. I mean, again, against your will. And but... here I am, a, a huge success in the acting world. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a young man in uh, New York City. It's just, I'm just auditioning for all those non-union serial commercials, you guys. <laughs> Where do you find those? I'm not auditioning, Non-union bro. serial commercials? Uh, man, it's uh, commercial auditions. I don't know why I'm talking. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, God. Uh, cool. So uh, how about – so talk to me about, like, the moving to – purchase and like f- starting to focus specifically on acting and was your at this point I know you're, you're like your mom is speaking Spanish and you're sort of steeped in the Latin culture there mm-hmm. were you did you find yourself gravitating towards uh, Latin people at purchase or were you just sort of focusing on your studies like, definitely more focusing on my studies actually um, yeah I, I definitely just completely immersed in acting I, I honestly you know you, you bring up assimilating and you know wanting to be more white and stuff and that's honestly very true and not really a thing that I kind of put two and two together with but when I listened to your podcast and you saying that it's interesting because again in, in high school not to go back to high school even though you, um, no we can jump around wherever it doesn't yeah. matter um, 
I always like was mad at my appearance. I mean, every high schooler is, but it was always like I wanted blue eyes, I wanted straight hair, and I mm-hmm. wanted a upward pointed nose, and yeah. I literally would l- do this all the time, like push my nose up, and mm. people would comment on me doing this all the time, or like. I heard rumors that if you look at near the sun, it'll bleach your eyes. Oh more. man! So I we would all do that had shit. we all had shit like that. Oh, it's so damaging, man. Yeah. So you know, like stuff like that, you know, or like straightening your hair or whatever the fuck, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, and then I, I slowly kind of accepted it and didn't really. I mean, obviously, ate a lot of Hispanic food and know a lot of Hispanic music, but also know a lot of English music and American like classic rock, and that's. Mm. Like, prog rock is mostly what I like just because it's mostly musical. Okay. You know? I've never known what prog means. Like, I've heard the term. That's what it rock. stands for? Progressive rock, yeah. Progressive ro- I've literally never known yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Well, how is it progressive? It's, well, I don't fucking know why that word. But <laughs> prog rock means, like, 20-minute songs. Oh, okay. Like so it's progressive long. in that it's alienating. Like, not stopping <laughs> and continuing. Progressively getting longer. Maybe that's it. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But stuff like that are like movie scores. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I'm assuming there's not a huge Latino contingent in the prog rock community. Maybe, maybe not. I got, I got to look. <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure that out. out. <laughs> but yeah, so what's what's cool about that is um, mostly towards the end. I mean, because college was, oh, uh, you know, good and bad as it usually is. Um, mm-hmm. Met fellow Josh Nasser over there. Yeah, um, shout out to friend of the show, Josh yeah, Nasser. Yeah, yeah. I actually one of the uh, craziest people I've ever met. You yeah, gotta love him. I literally just saw him last week, and that's why I had asked to be on the show because I told him like, yeah, I kind of want to be on, but I don't really like want to ask. I don't know if he has like a screening process. He's like, no, man, just ask him. Yeah, I'm like, All right. that was a pretty good Josh. Impression. It is right. Hey, yeah, no, man. Uh, just to let everybody know, there very much is not a screening process for this show. I I use the word we a lot in terms of like publicizing the show. There is nobody else. There's a shout outs Carly Hogan Dyke who helps me get the studio, but otherwise I do everything. Which is why sometimes things come out slowly. I'm so sorry, my mom's friends. <laughs> uh yeah, well we were talking about like college being up and down. Yeah. So I mean it was it was up and down, good and bad, um, just because like the regular college stuff. But um honestly, towards the end was when I was getting kind of tired of being called like this, the straight white man t- kind of bullshit, and I'm like, you guys know I'm 25 percent white. And like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I'm my father's half Lebanese, and then my mother's like dark, dark skinned Ecuadorian. Mm. I don't know. I'm literally lighter than my father too. Yeah, I'm lighter than both of them. And I don't. And you really know were why. you sort of at that point in time? Were you sort of like you wouldn't volunteer that information? Like you just sort of tell people if it came up. Essentially, or yeah, if, I was like, the same way for a long time. Kind of still am. I yeah. like even uh, the other day I was uh, uh, I don't know if I want to get personal on the show, but I was texting I was texting someone that I'm interested in <laughs> and it's and it's uh, and it's relatively new. Um, and I was I wasn't sure where to uh, like whether to like bring it up or not or just like let it happen when it happens. You know, yeah, it, it can feel yeah. especially for people like us who kind of can present more on the white side of it. Uh, it I, I worry sometimes that I'm like. I don't know, just kind of like wearing it as like a badge instead of, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I completely do because it's more of you're not one of us, but oh, are you technically? Okay, yeah, cool. And yeah. it's like I now have to prove it instead yeah. of just like you seeing it in Right, me, you know what I right. mean? Right, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah. like I understand the whole badge thing of like 
I don't know how to say it without saying representing look. Having yeah, proof. yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, basically like trying to trying too hard to prove it instead of just living it, I think. Exactly. Like, so it feels different. Yeah. Like every time I speak, because I live in Washington Heights, which is almost nobody speaks English there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I get brave and I decide to like respond in Spanish to like a cashier at the bodega or something, I get that look and I'm like, oh, you think that I like took AP Spanish exactly. in high school or something. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I've been speaking this language my whole life. Yeah, man. So, but again, that's the thing of like, not only because of my, my mother's genes, I can get like really dark. So then I wouldn't get those responses. Mm. But then if it's cloudy out, I do get the responses. Yeah. I get pale. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, I don't even know if I consider myself as white or as dark. Like, I don't know. I took a class yesterday with um, Alan Scott Neal. Oh, shit. I don't know if I should have said his name, whatever. He's a oh, casting whatever. director. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you can say, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, also, there's a 0% chance he listens to this show. <laughs> Literally 0% chance. Yeah, I guess so. Um, no offense. I don't know. If, I don't fucking know. Maybe he, maybe he loves podcasts. But um, I asked him because what he does is he takes your headshot and he's like, yeah, are you getting sent out for what you want to be? Mm. And then when he took mine, he didn't ask me that, which is fine. And then um, at the end, I asked him, like, what would my typecast be? Because I'm, and then I told him my mix and I'm like, usually I'm not white enough for white roles because nowadays it's a lot of things diverse, which is great. But the thing is, like, they want blue eyes or, you know, light hair or straight hair, whatever. Quote, unquote, all American. Exactly. Which I don't really fit into. Yeah. And then I'm definitely not Hispanic enough looking. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But then cab drivers think I'm Muslim. They think they look at me. They know I'm Arabic. You know what I mean? So it's actually like that. So I asked him. Do you get people speaking to you in Arabic a lot, like assuming that you can hang with them? Not speaking to me directly just because we're in America. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly of like. Like, hey, brother, what's up? And uh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. hey, how you doing? I mean, I grew up here, so it's a lot Did you ever try to learn? Film. I, um, I want to start now just because now that I'm – because watching a, a show in Spanish literally is making my fluency come back so fast, mm. it just now feels like a muscle that I can use to learn an even different language yeah. that I've never even started. You know what yeah. I mean? So I want to, but I want to completely dominate Spanish first. Sure. Like when I went to the Peruvian consulate today – they the only one time he needed to um, translate something for me because he didn't say he said the body's going to Peru, but he didn't say cuerpo. He said like brazos humanos or something like that. Mm. Like, what? Yeah. And he's like oh, the body go to Peru. I'm like oh yeah yeah okay yeah it is. Yeah, but I then, mean I'm Peruvian and I Peru. Peru has so much slang, and like mm-hmm. also like the indigenous languages are mixed in with the Spanish there, like to a certain extent, and it becomes like its own dialect almost. Exactly, There's a lot yeah. of slang for each. I'm sure in Ecuador it's the same thing. Yeah, I, I've only been there once, unfortunately. Yeah, when was that? That was when I was uh, right before high school. I went there, and I was four inches shorter, and I was the tallest person there. They're <laughs> <laughs> whole tiny. So, yeah. so you were about how old? Right before high school, you're like thirteen. I was fourteen. I think. Thirteen or fourteen. And mm-hmm. how long were you there for? Only two weeks. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Do you have family down there, or yes, was I sort do. of? No, I have family there. Got it. Are you yeah. in touch with them, or not really? No, I'm not in touch with a lot of my family just because. Uh, shout out to Latino drama. They a lot oh. of them don't talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, even the Irish side. Bro. How many? How many? How many siblings does your mom have? My mother had six brothers, Got and it. one passed away before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's six living: one in Ecuador, one in New York City, and the rest in Florida. Wow. You know what wow. I'm saying? Well, my so my mom's also one of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all, I believe. Re- 
right now all of them are in Peru, and my mom's the only one here. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they? And why do they stay in Peru? I think they just had lives there. I, I'd have to ask them that question. Um, but they, I mean, as a, a few of them lived abroad for a while, but my mom's the only one who who stayed pursuing dance. Pursuing dance and also like you know falling in love and having children and all that yeah, yeah. all that shit and wanting to raise them in this country that we're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think back then America was like the big thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I wonder. Yeah, I, I, I wonder how they would if I asked them all of my my aunts and uncles if I asked them like why didn't you move what the answers would be. That would be an interesting project that is unrelated to the show. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're you're a filmmaker. I was in Ooh. high school. No, no, not not like a big fall off. It was more I studied it, um, and I, I guess I more watched films in that mindset. And um, at purchase, I met these guys who I collab with. Were um, we have this company called Journey Home Pictures, which we've hey. done quite a few projects. Shout outs. Um, and right now, I'm definitely the lowest of the totem pole. I'm more like the PA. Um, on their things. I would never call myself a filmmaker, even though my senior project that I did, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of The Terrifying by Julia Jarcho. It's not, we got it before it was published, but it's like in publishing and we were able to get okay, it. Okay, no, it, I haven't. Cool. Um, there were scenes where certain characters would die on stage and then later on watch their own deaths on screen. Okay. So they needed someone to direct those on film. So I was like, I have background in that. So I was able to do that. And that was cool. your first, like, directing job? No, I had directed in high school when I was studying. And right, I directed right, right. projects because we had to. And then when I did that, I was like, holy shit, I haven't done this in, like, four years. But it's, it was really nice doing it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I definitely kind of love being an actor way more. Mm. I just, I don't know why I freaking love it. But it's that and rock climbing are, like, my two Really, Favorite rock climbing in life. Oh, do yeah. you go to the the cliffs? Yeah, what the hell? You, yeah, I I've, I went there. One, I have a friend who lives in Astoria, and she has a membership there. So she took me, I think, twice. It's really fun. My, fa- I'm there almost every day. Oh, cool. I'm, like, friends with everyone who works there. Oh, it's, I like, might have gross. been there on a day that you were there. You most likely, this were. was a few months back though. That's Maybe. awesome. How long? So you've been rock climbing like forever? No, I just started in June. Um, I fell in love with it in my brain about April, but I was still in college at that Uh, point. I was still living at Purchase. Yeah. So I just, I mean, even before that, I would like climb trees and stuff when I was um, partying. And um, I want everyone to know that Sean just did (laughs) finger guns. I can't let it go unnoticed that he just did finger guns. Anyways. (laughs) Proceed. um, I would, would, you know, climb trees and stuff. And then I, I realized I saw the Dawn Wall, if you ever heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's a very good documentary. No, and, um, but I did watch the um, I did watch Free Solo. Yeah, I know everyone's watched that one. Oh, you just gave me such a like everyone. That's no, the, no, no, you no, gave no, me no, such no. a Whoa. rock climbing hipster answer. No, the hey, the podcast didn't know that, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Call me out. I, I don't, I don't leave my fan base out of anything that happens in here. <laughs> but no, 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 that's also a very, very good film. Um, so Donwall opened my eyes to the sport of it all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's weird. I've been climbing random shit my whole life why haven't i known that this was a sport so i just climbed the buildings more now just to like get my mind into the set of like this tiny crimps and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then when i graduated this past june was when i joined cliffs and have been doing it ever since and i actually injured myself really badly i tore a tendon in my hand Ooh, 
took months to heal. Damn. But I was too impatient. So I just did one arm climbs for two months. Jesus. With my non-dominant arm. Do you so do the do you do the bouldering? Do both. That shit's terrifying. Bouldering and big wall. That shit's terrifying. Why is bouldering more terrifying? I'm, I'm I don't curious. know. The whole thing is. I mean, I enjoy I've enjoyed it each time that I've that I've tried it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I could be like a rock climber. I mean, who, it's all—it's a spectrum. I'm not a rock climber. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Because I just enjoy it and I do it. You know what I mean? But it's a cool know. hobby. If I lived closer to one, I th- they just put one in on 125th Street, which I guess would be the closest to me, unless there's That's one. That's a cliffs, yep. Unless there's one in the Bronx. Um, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got too much shit to do. <laughs> no, I, t- I totally get it. Yeah. So talk to me about like, so when did you graduate from purchase? Just, just la- the, uh, June, this past June. Wow. Holy shit. So yeah, I look old as fuck, don't I? I look like shit. I, I wouldn't say that. Everyone thinks I'm like early thirties. That can be an asset. People have always thought that I'm older than I am. Really? Yeah. Like when I was 20, everybody thought I was 30. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. How old do you think I am? I know. How, I listen to your podcast. You're 27. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you look 37. So talk to me about talk to me about entering the scene. I know we met because we have the same manager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So talk to me about like uh, starting to get into audition rooms and like getting some reps under your belt and what it's like being in the scene as a mixed person. So yeah, that's another thing. Um, first manager I had, I was a sophomore in college mm-hmm. and. He had essentially reached out to me that he does a program where you um, pay for classes, and then at the end of it, you do a showcase. And, okay. Um, he's manager himself, and he likes if he likes you, he might sign you, and then so will an agent if they like you. I know it sounded sketch. Okay. And I did it, but the thing is, I actually got an agent, like a legit agent, and he signed me. So I had a manager and an agent while I was still in college, which was cool. And I got sent out a couple of times, never got anything. Sure. Um, but I he was a really bad manager. My agent was actually. It was BMG. I'm sure you know that they're not the best. No Sorry. comment. Yeah, exactly. I certainly haven't had any experiences with them. No comment. Keep going. That's that's a yes. Okay, that's cool. Don't worry about it. No comment. So I no comment. I ended up dropping him first, <laughs> and then um, while right as I was going to leave college, I'm like, I want some kind of rep, and um, definitely my mix is. A topic of conversation mm. just because what's cool about everything being diverse now is that if you are not white or mixed you get more attention now which is really really cool not something that we had before if anything before that it'd be something that we'd probably try to hide mm-hmm. and if you're white passing then you just say that you know what I'm saying yeah so then when I told Chris our manager Chris Silveri when I told him that I was Hispanic and Arabic and he's like cool you speak Spanish I'm like yes I do he's like you fluent I'm like I would feel like I'm lying if I said I'm fluent, mm. but I would survive anywhere. And some, I actually worked at Don Coqui when I were, when I was in college. Really, yes, I love Don Coqui. The White Plains one. The one in White Plains. I've I worked eaten, there. I've eaten there many times. Yeah, you. They have great arroz there. You might have worked there. Well, you might have eaten there when I was working. That's there. That's amazing. I used to. One of my old uh, uh, survival jobs was teaching at a and doing rental coordination at a theater in a children's theater in White Plains, and we would get catering from Don Coqui yep. for for rental events very mm-hmm. often. Love that food. Yeah, dude. Um, and I would enter with like decent Spanish and leave fluent. Yeah. If I did like a hours an For hours sure. shift and start at six, leave at like three a.m. For sure. Just, it would sharpen up. And they all thought I was Colombian. Yeah. Because they're like, "How do you know Spanish? Are you Colombian?" Like, nope. And they're like, and then I forgot what else they would guess. But then I'd say Ecuadorian. They're like, "Really?" I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 a trip, man. The whole like because in a going back to the whole like, do you speak Spanish fluently? Like mm-hmm. the that your heritage. I don't know about you, but speaking strictly for myself, like it can sometimes feel like the, this pressurized thing as opposed to this thing that's just a part. I'm trying to be more okay with like this is just a part of me, and I can just go in and present that part of me rather than feeling pressure to like prove that that yeah. part of me is authentic. Exactly. Like um, whenever I get called in for bilingual auditions, and I'm not 100% confident in my Spanish either, but like for the purposes of like a commercial audition or some like TV scene where I have to say like two lines in Spanish for those purposes, I'm totally fine, but I still find myself like putting so much pressure on myself to like be whatever the idea of authentic is in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. Because if visually you don't look at, obviously you need to balance it out with complete, perfect, fluent Spanish right? in my head. And then of course these results in the most like tense, horrible auditions. (laughs) And then you realize like, Oh, I'm not even acting right now. I'm just just having an anxiety attack in front of guests trying doctors. to have like a heavy accent like i <laughs> did a scene from homeland and the line is yeah they have roommates back in jakarta but when i read it it was like they have roommates over in jakarta and then i just kept talking like why are you saying that with an accent i'm like it's not jakarta and they're like no it's jakarta yeah like, oh because it was like a place in the middle east not a fucking yeah i still Spanish i still country. i was i was taking a class last week and the words peru and colombia were in my lines mm-hmm. and i said them like peru, peru and colombia, colombia. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the teacher who i think knew that i was latino but not specifically that i was peruvian he was like why are you doing <laughs> that and i literally said to him i was like because dead ass if i if i say them like uh gringo my mother would slap me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he was like, oh, okay, do whatever you want. But, like, I was just curious. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, then I, I got signed with Chris, and um, I told him I'm, I'm working on, you know, getting my fluency back, and I'm, I'm honestly pretty close there, which is nice. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really get called in for those kind of roles. Plus, I just essentially, quote, unquote, got on the scene because I just graduated. Yeah, yeah, so you're just, super new. I've been taking – I still feel super new. Well, well, haven't you been in the scene for – uh, it depends on what you define by the scene, but I, I've really only been auditioning for like two years. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is right now I'm just really investing in one-on-one. I'm sure you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Actors so, who listen to this will be like, oh God. Yeah. yeah. I, I go there. I literally must be there almost every week, maybe every two weeks. Yeah, I've yeah, spent yeah. so much money there. But what's cool is I get really good feedback and they, the casting directors mo- more often than not very much like the work that I do there. Um, I mean, sometimes I don't do it. Yeah, well. sure. You know how it goes. Yeah. So talk to me about like, how about like uh, in, where you would like, like what what's the ideal type of work you'd want to be doing in, in this industry, and how how if at all does your does your cultural mix factor into that? Well, the thing is, I mean, when you think about it, what's cool now is that they're starting to tell stories about people who just aren't white which listen i i loved the irishman i honestly think it's a very good film i i also liked it sorry it's, everyone i'm I, so sorry I, I know a lot of people give it criticism like and i totally get like yet another story so similar to his others which yes, is yes, yes. okay but my mindset is hey it's a piece of art forget everything else and just focus on it. is it good yes in my mind if it's not then it's not who cares about all the shit surrounding it mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how i see it this segment was sponsored by netflix <laughs> <laughs> and um so to answer your question, man, I mean, obviously to tell mix, uh, mixed race stories, but again, I don't even know if you and I appear as mixed because when people who are um, 
definitely more 100% of a certain race. When they think mixed, they think more light-skinned or they think someone who's who has light eyes and then dark skin or something like that. Mm-hmm. They don't really think about the other way around where it's dark hair and eyes with yeah. fair skin. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like I don't even I know. I mean, it's if... such a broad category. Exactly. Like I wouldn't even – that's part of why – this show is as sort of broad as it, in terms of format, as broad as it is, because uh, there's so many. Being a mixed person is could mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You could be a mix of however many cultures. You could look however many different ways. Um, but I think there's something. There is something universal about the feeling of in between, about the feeling of neither aquí ni allá, whether or not you speak Spanish. And I think that's kind of, for me at least, like the thing I want to keep exploring. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, what's funny is that, again, I went to high school in Queens, so very, very diverse. And if you look at my yearbook, I only realized this recently, there's one white passing kid per class. Yeah. And I then, mean, Queens is, like, supposedly one of the, like, top three diverse counties in the country or something? I think it's number one, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in my class was two, which was me, and then another kid who was half Jewish, half Mexican. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um the reason I bring that up is because my senior year, I was in a Spanish short film, like a heist short film. Spanish language? Oh, yeah. All Spanish. Hell yeah. And my there was it was three people. What, were we gonna what say? was it called? What was it called? Uh, Running River. <laughs> Running River. I yeah, love it. It's on it. my IMDb. I love um, it. I love it. And in the car was three people. I was the driver. And then behind me was, she was fair-skinned, but she was fluent in Spanish. Uh-huh. And then next to me was a guy who was Puerto Rican and very Hispanic presenting, but he didn't speak a word of Spanish. Mm-hmm. But his grandma liked to, like, help him. Yeah. So when we were, like, rehearsing it, the director, he's like, I'm surprised, Sean. You don't have an accent, but he does. I'm very surprised. I'm like, why are you surprised? Why? Why? <laughs> Almost but like the world doesn't work exactly the way you think it does. Yeah, dude. But, I mean, <laughs> again, I, I guess I didn't really answer you directly. I mean... My favorite kind of acting is character acting, which, you know, I've put on 20 pounds for a role before. I've oh, okay. learned how to, like, lasso things. I've put on an accent. I've, I've also lost 14 pounds for a role before. Um, like, shit like that. It's Damn. Like, it's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't think I could ever do that shit. No? I love, really it. I love acting. I want to spend the... Please hire me. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, obviously, if it was for some big job, I'd, like, lose weight for it or whatever. But, <laughs> but it's not my go-to. Uh, like, if you ask me, like, what's my ideal career, it would not be, like, Christian bailing myself. That totally for, is uh, mine. That's... T- oh, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's... no. Not for me. Sick. Not you've for never, me. You've not never tried me. it? No, but I haven't really played... I guess I, I have played characters that you could argue that would have helped but i'd rather just like yeah do my my process yeah i mean well actually it's funny you had a guest on who talked about this and uh open the window for me to maybe talk about it um and this might feed the the weight thing might feed into it i was anorexic for a solid year and change mm-hmm. in high school mm-hmm. and um i had i said it to you already i hit a late growth spurt so i was like five six freshman year mm-hmm. and um and I look great, dude. Oh, man. All the girls started hitting on me. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. You know, because I was also working out prior and then did that. And then I looked insane. Right. So then people, you know, got a lot of attention. Saved so much money. This was in college or in no, high, high school? school? High school. And, uh, you know, you get money for food and then don't spend it. Oh, it's so much money. I bought yeah. beets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and then I was like, wait a second. I don't want to lose my hair. And I want to be taller. And I don't hmm so then I just kind of, like, made it rational in my head to stop doing that. Wow. And, and you I, just pulled yourself out of it? That's essentially. incredible. It's amazing. I, 
I, I didn't tell my parents. And when they noticed, because I, I, I think I lost about 30 pounds in like wow. two months. Wow. Um, I think the lowest, I think I was like 120 at 5'6", which I know 5'6 isn't the tallest, yeah, so yeesh. that way it doesn't sound that light. But, it, it, you know, I was thin in this few pictures. Um, I was confident, and I just told them that I was dieting and running a lot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they essentially believed me. Um, yeah, I, I, I made it rational in my head, and I think that's might be why I enjoyed the weight fluctuation in acting because the most recent thing that I did was gain almost 20 pounds for rolls on my Instagram but I was like not just fat it was like bulking up mm-hmm. and chubby I didn't want to be ripped you know and it was totally kind of like getting back at that mindset of like I'm only doing this for a role interesting you know I mean? yeah. like eating it's a lot the ability, you know? I think it's the ability to have control over it that's attractive and I think maybe maybe that's why I love it so much my freshman year of college college was when I had lost 14 pounds for a role hmm. and um, you know that was an interesting process and then gaining the weight back was obviously fun um, well, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Of course, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was shout outs to uh, Dominica Ferro, who, the, who, the who, who's also Ecuadorian. Yes, you, that's you why meet. I listened to that one you too. Two, <laughs> you, you two would vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're sort of winding down on time. Is there mm-hmm. anything we haven't touched on that you want to? Um, I don't think so. I mean, no. I I appreciate you having me. I, I You know, I was able to talk about the divide and you know well, another thing I wanted to bring yeah, up yeah, let's do it. was that uh, I was telling my friend that I was going to be on the show and I was like yeah the guy he's half Irish half Peruvian and then he's like what the fuck is up with Irish dudes I, this, is a, this is a real thing I, this is a real I if, if there's any research that can that can has really? been done on this or can be done on this I well Mike Turner who I had yeah, on the show I listened to that one too also yeah. mixed Irish and Latino Marcella Avelina who was on the show also mixed she's Honduran Irish mix mm-hmm. like there's something happening or something <laughs> that was happening in the 70s where Irish men like were Latinas. fucking a lot of Latino women <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny but yeah dude he like brought that shit up and yeah. constantly hearing like my father lets me drive the car and uh, I give it back uh, he's like here the old Irish handoff and now it's like full of gas I'm like thanks yeah, yeah, and yeah. if I give it back now it's like all oh, the old Ecuadorian handoff like, shit like that you know what I'm saying <laughs> where it's like funny but also fuck you, you yeah know? yeah yeah but um no man everything's been cool and you know what's funny um I, I actually my I think I'm pretty good with those jokes I don't think I take it too much to heart or too sensitive or get offended. I, my, my humor is offensive. Like I will often say I'm so hungry I could punch a baby. Like shit like that. I mm-hmm. say outrageous shit, you know. But You're canceled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, um, I've had a few experiences with people saying shit about Latinos or, you know, mixed people or whatever where it's like struck a chord. But I don't, you know, you know, and it's always been like, you know, just someone who is completely – white and it doesn't just doesn't really understand you know what I yeah mean? yeah i i mean i rarely i mean being as white as i am definitely helps but like what i what i hear much more often than straight up like aggressive racism is that just the like oh you're so lucky especially from actors from white actors like when i tell them like i'm peruvian i speak spanish all this stuff da, 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 da. it's a lot of oh you're so lucky you know they're just really not looking for there's i can't tell you how many like good-looking white girl actors. Sorry, I can't tell you how <laughs> I can't tell you how many like hot white girls have like I've overheard. That's another thing because I look this white. White people don't censor themselves around me. <laughs> so yeah, like, like, so okay. I can't tell you how many times I've heard specifically from very pretty hot uh, white actors, white female actors, just being like, yeah, they're just. 
nobody's really looking for for us right now so you know you're really lucky <laughs> it's a very real thing it's a very real thing and to those people i say fuck off <laughs> a little bit i mean look listen whatever i also had a similar conversation with someone at one on one and he was this like tall handsome white dude yeah and i told Poor him thing. i Little bro, I told him, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm half Ecuadorian and uh, my father's, you know, half, half white and uh, Lebanese. And then he's like, wow, man, I wish I had that. I'm like, why? I mean, you know, you, you, you have a good thing to sell. You're tall and, you know, good looking. He's like, get yeah, tall. That's white people shit. I'm like, dude, I would love to be over six feet tall. Ecuadorian uh, shit. <laughs> Don't get that. You know I what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I, I need to. I, I Diane Chen, who, who's also been on the show, who's uh, another friend of mine. We talked about this a few times, but I don't have. I don't have like a. I need a good script for that scenario for the next time I'm in that scenario to like mm-hmm. really like show these people what's what because I don't have exactly the right like verbal kung fu to exactly like... <laughs> honestly just start speaking in spanish responding in spanish it doesn't have to be good they're yeah. just like not understand and get confused you know yeah, yeah. It's like shit like that but yeah yeah i don't know but um yeah no everything's been kind of good i'm starting to accept that if i become fluent i can maybe play the white dude who's bilingual you know mm-hmm. or or at the very least, go in for those weird pizza commercials where they want to underpay an actor who can speak both languages and they can produce it in in, in multiple countries this sounds personal it's very specific to my experience (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of a lot of uh commercials are working that way interesting these days they produce them bilingual if it's non-union they don't pay you enough money but what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do (laughs) oh and uh, i don't know if you're completely out of time but um i i do have a half brother that i haven't seen in years he's also mixed on my father's side okay um my father had a child with a black woman okay and my father's way more in my life than he is in the other kid's life. Mm. And I I wanted to try to see them a few years ago, but she kind of stood me up and then later told me, oh, she was sick or whatever. And last year I had called him for his birthday and he was very much like pulling teeth talking to him. And um, he's going to be turning 13 this year. And it was more of like, hey, hold on. I'm like, okay, man. And then he would just hang up on me, like shit like that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't even imagine how he feels of like being half black and then his essentially white dad is more in my life than is in his. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like shit like that. Like I wonder the shit he's gone through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially at that age. It's hard. Exactly. To, yeah. uh, I, I didn't want to talk to anybody when I was that age. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to talk to, I mean, I have problems on both sides of my family, but I, I, I would get nervous and like almost like refuse to talk to the family in Peru on the phone. Like when I was, I just like just leave me alone. <laughs> like yeah, leave, of leave course. me alone. Um, but I think you should keep reaching out, even if the know, even I if know. he doesn't even if he doesn't reciprocate. Like you can at least just reach out and let him know it's an option. Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, so shit like that. Yeah, oof, oof, ba boof. <laughs> uh so let's uh let's let's end on this uh if you uh I, i've asked this a few times on the show it's sort of become a closer uh so if you were talking to let's say 14 15 year old sean like what what advice would you give him um like high school age 14 15 is freshman year of, uh, high school um keep eating so you can maybe grow even taller than <laughs> five foot ten um I don't get your Spanish back. Um, man, I don't know. Um, I'll be honest. I, I I have a hard time remembering that far back, um, which is not that far. I'm 23. 
Um, yeah, man. I guess just focus on the craft and don't let anyone ever get you down. I mean, I used to, I used to kind of get like passive aggressively bullied. So not like actually bullied, but just like shooting, shooting down. I mean, I feel like everyone goes through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, don't overthink those things and stand up for yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah, have you ever heard of Accutane? No. It's an acne medication. It's like okay. the one thing that everyone that that not that um is a hundred percent successful. It's a hundred percent successful. I had cystic acne, like horrible, for a few years to where they had to inject my face with things. It was oh my so God. bad. And um, that the Accutane is like the one that makes you very very depressed. <laughs> it makes you depressed. Or that you is need so you need a comically cruel. You need a recommendation from a therapist <laughs> to take it. So swear to God, comically cruel of like thinking of the depressed teenagers who are like, I know this will work. I know this will work, and then it works, and it makes them super depressed. But uh, wait, I'm not done with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, like ninety yeah, percent yeah. depression, ten percent anger, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> What is this drug? It's, it's the worst drug ever made. It uh, clears your face up, man. I've never had this clear of skin. So uh, it worked, but then wow. I was too nice. I'd let people step all over me. And then once I took it, I was like at a 15 in anger. Wow. And now I'm back down to a 9, which is never the same. But now I stand up for myself. Unless I'm sad and get broken up with, which happened last month. So Oh, no. I'm so but sorry. No, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, to, in summation, uh, be nice to people. Don't let them walk all over you. Don't take Accutane. I, no, I am happy I took it, or else I'd still have acne. Okay, but, great. If anybody else in the audience has taken Accutane, like, please totally let us understand. know if you feel like it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank this you was for so having fun. me on, man. This was fun. Thank you, man. All right. Have a good week everyone i'm gonna do a closer on this anyway i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i don't know what i'm good doing. night everybody good or night good morning good night good morning uh go to go to sleep all right bye <laughs> And that's it for this week's episode of La Mezcla. Thank you so much to Sean Church Gonzalez for coming in. Thank you to Ad Large Studios for having me and Carly Hogendyke at Authentic Talent Literary Management for hooking me up with the studio. Um, as always, thank you to anybody who listens and engages with the show. I'm, uh, I'm probably going to start doing episodes via Zoom or some other such uh, technology that I've suddenly become dependent on. Holy shit, if I have to do another Zoom call, I'm going to die. Um, but I'll probably start releasing interviews that I do remotely because uh, I got to occupy my brain and I hope you have uh, something to occupy your brain in addition to your health and your family's health. Um, shit is really wild out here and um, please do whatever you can to support immigrant communities wherever you're at. Uh, this thing is affecting all of us and uh, there's no reason that we need to um, not be looking out for each other i don't know i i as always th this outro is completely unprepared and off the cuff uh and uh super inarticulate but uh anyway uh please look out for more la mezcla content follow like rate subscribe all that fucking self-promotion shit that feels dumb to say in light of what's happening uh and uh, i genuinely 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 uh wish health and safety on all of you um my mom's friends so thank you for listening and uh have a great rest of your week goodbye if I'm alive, I'm alive. Hey. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.